Hello. My name is Dalton, and this is a memory I think I need to tell. It has sit with me for a long time, and I don't wish this to happen to anyone. Now, a little about me. I have lived in a cemetery and have experienced a wide variety of paranormal or unusual things that have happened, and none of those could compare to this. I can handle weird things. They don't usually bother me as much as it would a normal person. I hate to even think of what happened. It makes me sick to my stomach. So, here are the events that took place in late March of 2013. First night. Me, 16, and my friend Cody, 19, and Cameron, 15, got up at around 1pm in the afternoon on March 12th. We had all been hanging out the last few days, and figured we would invite some girls to go camping and go find a remote place to swim and drink and have a little party. Well, that was the plan anyway. We have all camped out and went way out into the forest before, so we were definitely experienced when it comes to camping. Cody, being the aspiring survivalist, was really good at finding food or making shelter, so we would be dropped off for days at a time with little to no worries about anything. Not to mention all of us were dropouts, so we didn't have school to worry about, so time wasn't a problem. All we had to do was enjoy life. So, we make these plans and borrowed two tents from Cody's parents, and we had asked his parents where a really secluded place would be in the woods and water would be near. Their parents name a few places, and we weren't really interested in any that they had suggested, until Cody's mom had said, Hey, hun, what about over there, off the slaughterhouse road? At that point, Cody's dad said, No, they can't go there. That's too far away, and you remember how it's just really odd out there. Which piqued our interest immediately. So we start asking about this place, and he tells us the nearest gas station is almost 30 miles away. That this place was down an old highway, and then you turn down a dirt road and drive for 20 miles on that road, and there isn't but one house halfway down that is abandoned. At the end of this road, there's a creek and an abandoned slaughterhouse that the roof was collapsed in on, and we would be surrounded by really thick woods. After some arguing and convincing, he agreed to take us as long as we only stayed until Monday, which would only be two days. So with that in mind, we had found some girls who would meet us down there later that night, and we got our stuff loaded up in the back of the truck and took off down that way. We stop at the gas station to get some snacks and beer and drinks, and we continue on our way. Now, when we get to the road, I looked for a road name, and I just couldn't see one on it. It looked as if the road was never named, which didn't really strike me as odd at the time, so we were about ten miles into this road, and we come across the abandoned house that was just off the right, on the long winding road. I happened to notice that there was still a mower and gardening supplies that were in the yard, 
so I took note of that, and figured me and my friends could come back and scavenge the area, and maybe find something cool to keep. Finally, after what seems like forever, we made it down to the slaughterhouse in a riverbed, and it was really pretty. The water is see-through, and you can see the bottom and see fish, and the overall landscape was amazing. We can't believe why no one is down there because of how the scenery is. It should be a well-known camping spot. But again, not much thought about it. We figured we just got a whole new spot to pretty much have to ourselves and to take over. So we immediately get out and get our things and start to explore and unpack. Now, it's about 6 during the day. The women are supposed to meet us around 8.30, so we start walking around and exploring. Now, at this point, everything is pretty much set up, and we explore the nearby area. Me and Cody like our beer, so we start drinking and fishing. Cameron, on the other hand, wasn't really a drinker, and he was more or less a loner, and we pulled him into our little group to try to pull him out of his shell. Me and Cody were pretty popular, we just didn't find big groups fun, so me and him kinda just hung out with the three of us, though we could have had more. Me and Cody more or less felt free in the woods, and we were definitely the outdoorsy types. Cameron was just there because he had no one else to hang out with. He didn't really enjoy being in the wilderness, but he enjoyed being with us. Well, 7.30 comes by and the girls call us and say they're heading this way, so we go to tell Cody's parents that they can take off. As Cody's dad starts to leave, he calls Cody over and hands him his 44 revolver, and then says, Last time we were here, we heard a lot of coyotes, so... Keep this nearby, and use your head while being out here. You're further away than you guys are used to. Then he begins to pull off. We weren't worried about it, because there was always calling his dad to get us if something were to go wrong. There was barely signal out here, but if you stood on one of the big hills, you could get just enough to text or call at one or two spots. So, we wait to hear from the girls. They say they're almost there. We begin to make the fire as the sun was beginning to set. The girls finally arrive and we all start hanging out, drinking, and just having an overall good time. Everything was great until 12.30am rolled around, and we're all in separate tents with whatever girl we had got with that night. Me and this one girl, Savannah, is who I was with. She keeps saying she's creeped out and that she's hearing things walking around our tent, I kept telling her it was probably Cody or Cameron, and to quit worrying about it. Then, an hour later, I do hear what sounds like footsteps walking around the tent. And by this time, I should note that Savannah is asleep beside me. So, I'm just listening to them kind of slowly prance around. I'm not really concerned, so I just say, You still drinking, Cody? To which, I get no response. So, I just keep listening, and it dawns on me that there is an extra step for every step. Which means that it's an animal. And after a minute, I come to the conclusion it is a deer. So I call out to Cody, whose tent is 40 feet from mine on the other side of Cameron's, 
He calls back, asking if I hear it too. As soon as I said that, the animal knocked over a beer can and boom, trots away. Me and Cody get out of our tents shortly after, and we start looking around. We don't really see any tracks. It was like there was nothing there outside the tent when we knew we heard something. The ground was soft, so we should see tracks, but it was whatever. We finally get back in the tent and fall asleep, until 3.30 comes around and we hear thunder in the distance. This was due to a pop-up storm, and all of us were woken up. So now, we're all outside of our tents watching the storm roll in, and hoping it won't get bad, because our area was really easy for these storms to get really bad really quick. But the storm was just barely moving alongside us, so we could just see the lightning and hear the thunder. There was no rain. After about 20 minutes of listening to the storm and chatting, one of the other girls noticed something in the woods, and it looks like a pair of eyes. We start looking closer and staring, and sure enough, it was a set of eyes. Cody grabs the gun and keeps it on him as we watch the eyes watch us. We're a little on edge, but don't think it's much more than a dog or other animal that has been in contact with humans. As we're watching them, they all of a sudden slowly start to stand up to around six foot tall. Then, we were worried. Cody fired off a warning shot and yells telling the animal to get out of there. The eyes don't even flinch. So now, he decides to take aim and fire again. Slowly, the eyes turn and head back into the woods, and we hear this loud crunching from how big this animal is, and it's breaking branches as it slowly walks off. We all are just still sitting there in mild shock, trying to make sense of what that animal was, when we hear this very loud, ear-ringing howl coming from the direction of the animal, which freaks the girls out enough for them to say nope, and they all pack up and are about to go home. They get in their car, and they ask if we want to go, which we figured, yeah, we might want to go, but at the same time, we could just go home in the morning. So we're debating on staying or going, and... We finally decide to stay, and we convince ourselves that it was just a bear. We all go to our tents, and are just as silent to the point to where we all knew we were awake and freaked out, and we couldn't sleep. Around 30 minutes later, we hear things moving and walking around in the woods. It's important to note that when nightfall came that night, all the wildlife went silent. It was so quiet that your ears would ring occasionally. But somehow, we all managed to fall asleep and then sunrise came. We woke up and we all started making breakfast. Now that it was daylight, we weren't really freaked out anymore, and me and Cody started making jokes about the night before. Cameron was not joking. He was still really scared. After calling him a wimp enough, he finally said that sometime in the night he awoke to something standing over his tent, and he could just hear breathing. Really, really deep breathing. We thought he was lying, but we left it alone, 
until Cody walked back to where he said he had seen something stand over his tent. And right there were two huge footprints, at least a foot wide and two feet long. After that, we kind of just didn't speak. We just kind of ignored it and covered it up so it wouldn't scare Cameron. We went on about our day and finally started having fun again. We decided instead of going home, we would stay another night, despite what happened, and everything was fine the rest of the day. Night 2 We're almost ready to lay down when Cody puts out the obvious. Again, the woods fell silent at night. So we said let's just go to sleep as fast as we could, and then wake up and get out of there tomorrow. We were all on edge, but somehow managed to go to sleep sometime during the night, and then we were awoken by someone screaming at the top of their lungs. Me and Cody jumped out of our tents as fast as we could, and Cameron's tent was literally ripped open and thrown ten feet into the water. Cody grabs his gun, and he takes off running screaming for Cameron. We were following the screaming finally, after about two miles, we then find him running and cut up, He's bleeding, and he has a broken arm. We grab him and we start running as fast as we could along this access road, and behind us in the woods a little way back, we hear something trailing us. Cody fires two shots toward it as we're running. We ran so far that we made it to the abandoned house, and we barricaded ourselves inside as Cody was making the phone call to his parents. He finally gets a hold of them, and they start rushing toward us. Unfortunately, they're still an hour away. So now, we had to hope that we made it through that entire hour. We're scared that thing is going to burst through the door any minute and just kill us all, but 30 minutes go by and there's no sign of this creature whatsoever. We keep looking out windows, and we don't see anything. Cameron has yet to say a word since we found him. Then... Cody looks out the window, and there, right out of the woodlands on the edge of the trees, is that creature's eyes. We all panic. Cody realizes he only has two rounds left in the gun. We watch the creature for what seems like forever, and then our worst nightmares happen as it starts running toward us and walking around the house. It's banging on the walls and the windows... We never could get a clear glimpse of what this thing was, and I'm almost happy that I didn't. Finally, we see headlights and the banging stops. His dad gets out and starts firing an AR-15 repeatedly, at least two clips before screaming for us to hurry and get in the truck. We all were silent on the way to the hospital. We get there, Cameron was admitted, and we all kind of knew not to say anything that actually happened on the account of us sounding crazy. So Cody and all of us went back to the house. We didn't sleep very good that night, but somehow did sleep some. Finally, in the morning, we asked Cameron if he got a good look at the creature and what it was, and he said he was asleep and then dragged out of his tent by his arms, which then broke it. And it dragged him over a mile before it dropped him, and he started running towards us. He said that whatever it was, it was taller than him, it was covered in hair, 
and had these really big, yellow, glowing eyes. To this day, we've never gone back there, and I will never go back, for no reason whatsoever. Whether you guys believe me or not, I could care less. Just don't go to a place like what I described. I just needed to get this off my chest, and even now as I'm typing this, I'm looking over my shoulder. To this day, I have nightmares of what could have happened to us. After that, we all kind of drifted apart, and we never really hung out after that or told the story that I'm aware of. Do you guys have any clue what this could have been? Or have you had any similar experience? These are my encounters with the creatures known as Dogmen while I was living in Kentucky. They still haunt me to this day, and I thought I would share them with you all. Story number one. I was eight years old living in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. It was the summer of 2012, and it was a hot one. One summer night, I woke at around 11.30 to 12, and I was sweating like hell, so I walked over to the window to crack it. That's when I saw something in the tree line by our stock pond. We owned no animals other than a small terrier, but the previous owners were commercial farmers. I watched for about five minutes before it emerged, and when it did, I was horrified. It was a wolf-like creature, about six to seven feet tall, partially covered in dark gray hair that shone in the light of the full moon. It walked out on two legs, and then very quickly dropped to all fours and ran the hundred or so yards to the stock pond in mere seconds. It drank for a while, and then stood up on two legs again, and I got a really good look at it. The thing was horrible looking. The fur was all patchy, it was very skinny, and it looked like it was covered in some kind of injuries. Years later, when I saw that third Harry Potter movie for the first time, and I saw the werewolf, that's almost exactly what it looked like then took off across the old cornfield and into the woods on the other side. I'd heard stories of the creatures, but never really believed them until that night. I heard a week later, while out around town with my folks, that there'd been an attack on a nearby farm, and three hogs, one horse, had been eaten and ripped to shreds. This was my first, but not my last, encounter with the dogman. Story number two. I caught glimpses of the things consistently ever since that first sighting, but never got another good look at one of them until fall of 2015, a month before we moved to Maine. It was dusk, and I was outside with some of my friends playing with our Nerf guns, as young boys do, and those were the good days. Anyways... After a while, we got bored and we started a fire. We told dirty jokes and laughed for a while, but then we started hearing noises in the woods, and the laughter died down. 
We all retreated to the woodshed and armed ourselves with axes, pitchforks, and the like, before returning to the fire. About ten minutes later, something rustled in the woods about twenty yards behind us, but no one dared to look and see what the hell it was. Finally, my friend Jeremy turned around to look, and the scream he let out could have brought down the barn roof. That's when we all turned around and saw one of them. Except this one was much taller. I would say eight and a half to nine foot tall, and it was pure muscle with gray hair. It was on all fours sniffing around the barn, but when Jeremy screamed, the thing looked right at us. It stood up on its two legs and it snarled. That's when my dad came out of the house with his shotgun and screamed, What in God's name is going on? We all just pointed and screamed, and then he looked at it and yelled, Go on, get, and shot at it twice. It ran into the woods yelping, as I think it may have been hit. We all went inside and locked the doors. My dad sat in his chair with the shotgun the whole night, and... I swear I could hear scratching along the outside of the house until daylight. Turns out, when we went outside the next morning, there were claw marks all over the side of the house. After that, everything was quiet until we moved, and I've never seen anything like that since. So that was two genuinely terrifying um, cryptid, creature encounter, something of that sort. Uh, yeah, these, these these stories are actually freaky as hell. I'm not going to lie. Um, these cryptid stories are hard to come across, but whenever you get good ones, they are good. <laughs> Hopefully, you all enjoyed this. If you did, please do consider hitting that subscribe button, the thumbs up button, and the bell icon next to the subscribe button. I said that in a strange order, whatever. You can also leave me a comment letting me know what you thought, and follow me on all my social media platforms that are listed down below. If you really, really want to show some extra support for the channel, you can join the channel memberships or Patreon for early access to all of my content. Of course, none of that is necessary, but greatly appreciated. All that said, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope that I will see you on the next episode of As the Raven Dreams. That's a weird way to say that. Anyways, I hope I'll see you guys in the next one, but until then, sleep well.